So it is week number four. Week number four. Week number four on the Uncivilized Coffee Break. Back at it again. Yeah. It's your favorite CrossFit couple. <laughs> I hope everybody saw the uh, the posts. My my like very small emoji person and Rory's like large emoji person. Oh, like. Dear. Big yeah. spoon, little spoon. That's what I got asked. Who's big spoon? Who's little spoon? <laughs> I don't know that I'd be much of a spoon at <laughs> You'd be like, you know, when you see hippos that have got the little uh, bird that cleans their back. <laughs> that's what that's what me as a little spoon would look like. You just on my back. Oh, I was thinking like more of like a spoon without the actual like long end of the utensil. Or but just the yeah, head. But but sure, just sure. Hippo, I was thinking of a hippo. Hip, or a bird. Hippos and birds. <laughs> sure. Wow. On another level. Yeah. On another level. What are we drinking today? Today we are drinking Madcap. This is from the three one three. That is uh, that is the Detroit area code. What was the line that you spouted in the gym earlier? Oh, it's Eminem. Yeah, hit. Oh, can I say that? Everybody from the three one three, put your motherfucking hands up and follow yeah. me. Rory said to me, he's like, "Oh, what did you say?" You're, you're like, "Oh, that's too, too." I said, "I'm too young for yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I know who Eminem is. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, I just like to make each if you, too old. You should watch Eight Mile. If you haven't watched Eight Mile, it's pretty good. I've not actually watched Eight Mile. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I yeah. mean, yeah. He, I remember it coming out. He plays himself. Yeah, I, knew, um, I know that much. Yeah, it's funny too because people are always like, when when we're back and they talk about Eight Mile, like when I say when I'm back, when I'm back in Michigan and we're like near Detroit, and I'm with people who don't really know Detroit and they talk about Eight Mile, they think it's like the roughest area. But like Eight Mile is like a really long stretch of street, so. There's parts. And there's of it parts of it that are rough, and that ain't even the rough part anymore in Detroit. <laughs> so it hasn't been rough there in a while. I've never anyway. been, man. I saw East Hastings and I fucking <laughs> lost my mind. You don't get that in Scotland. Yeah, you yeah. Just get sheep. That's yeah. You get rough looking sheep, and that's about it. <laughs> Walking Dead, East Hastings. Uh, yeah. Yikes! You know what though? To be fair, like in Canada, uh, being that I'm American and. Uh, Seen like, some shit. No, I wouldn't say I've seen some shit. I, I, well, maybe. But, like, I have never felt remotely threatened walking around anywhere in Vancouver. Like, East Hastings, you could put me there in the middle of the night. I just, that, fortunately, those people are just harmless. Like, it's, not to dive into, like, the politics behind that, but, yeah, like, it, it is. going to take a turn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate, most of the scenarios that, that are occurring there with, with, mental health issues and then drug addiction and then what is like i guess the the cycle um but it doesn't it's not a massively threatening vibe the oh, people no, just stay there people just live there yeah yeah not at all but that's to me that's crazy we don't have anything like that in scotland like if you yeah if you walk past a homeless person one homeless person in scotland i think there was like three in edinburgh and <laughs> there was one that used to live at the top of uh, the train station and you just walk past me like, all right, son, you got any change? And if you're like, no, you'd be like, all right, have a good day. That'd be it. That was literally the extent of it. Yeah, we definitely have like the, uh, can I can I say the top tier of, of homeless people in kits? Like super nice, right? Real nice. Yeah, they're just like, you know, maybe ask for some change. They're still they, wearing Lululemon. Yeah, they're, clo- <laughs> <laughs> they're clothed like well, you know, like there's a guy I always see around the gym. Just He always looks like a man on a mission. He's like, fast walking everywhere smoking cigarettes and i'm like you know you get he, him in for a trial session yeah <laughs> right? some of that energy yeah like new record on the air bike <laughs> held by jimmy the chief smoker <laughs> yeah 
so it's good man. good coffee though good coffee yeah very nice coffee on a it, complete going back <laughs> from that tangent that was a big yeah. tangent yeah i don't even oh okay yeah we were talking about yeah, detroit yeah, yeah okay rough yeah. eight mile yeah Hastings. Hastings. Back to the coffee. Back to the coffee. Good coffee. Unfortunately, you won't be able to get any of that here. That is like an exclusive. I think it's actually roasted in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is the west side of the state. Roasted uh, in Michigan and cultivated by our friends in southern Ethiopia. Yeah, it's, it was it was very good. It's very nice. Yeah, we only had one do cup. Another cup. We only have one cup because we w- we worked out today, and as we were like finishing the workout, we worked out of the noon class. Well, Rory coached. I worked out. Uh, <laughs> the monster energy reps came in with like a bunch of samples of monster yeah. and my days of monster i think are over like you leave i think for the most part people leave that shit in their like 20s yeah. that energy drink craze but this stuff <laughs> gotta love branding oh we've got this uh monster hydration you're like oh what is this some kind of sports drink it's like maybe it's a sports drink but it's also chock full of caffeine oh yeah a lot of caffeine and they had the sugar-free one <laughs> and then they had the sugar one which had a shit ton of sugar in it yeah so you're just like pounding this down. I did not. I didn't pound it. I sipped it. Dan drank like four bottles of it. Yeah. He was he was on a whole nother level. Handsome Dan. Yeah. He'll so, be on the podcast soon. I've been trying to coax him into uh, coming on here. He's an interesting character. Yeah. If you haven't met Dan, you probably will see him like predominantly open gyms. But uh, he, you should just have a conversation with him. Interesting, uh, eclectic character. <laughs> Right. We recently found out that's probably something to add in that we found out this week is that he makes music. Yeah. He records his own music about yeah. being a white Kenyan. Kenyan, yeah. 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 And what and the struggles of being a white Kenyan and yeah. what, what people think of you. And what is it? An um Umzungu. Um, Umzungu. Um, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're brushing up on our uh, Swahili. We're gonna Swahili? try and start using his I don't know. We're gonna start trying to use his songs as our intro themes. Because mm-hmm. they're incredible. They're very good. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. So, so anyway, we digress again. Like, yeah, I know, it was so easy to go off on a tangent. It is. So let's have a little recap over uh, over the last week and what's been going on. Um, first of all, we touched on it last week. Okay, we've had a few questions since then about about uh, about it, and it is the Fraser Valley Throwdown. Um, so a CrossFit competition or a CrossFit style event um, with a ton of different divisions, both for team, individual athletes. We actually have elite individuals, elite masters and teams, elite trio, which is obviously three people, um, intermediate individuals, intermediate trio, scaled individuals, and scaled trio. Okay, so something for every ability level. Yeah, if you like, if you kind of saw the Can West games, it, it's similar to that. Uh, it's November twenty second to the twenty fifth, maybe twenty third to the twenty fifth, something like 22nd that. Twenty second to twenty fourth. 22nd to 24th and And registration is now open yeah registration is now open i'm pretty sure uh that it's open registration so like can west had a bunch of qualifiers that you had to do but this is this is open yeah yeah, open registration so what we'll end up doing is like we'll do something both on instagram and just send out an email blast for anybody who's interested and then if you have a team and you want to like work with that team then register away right sign up uh as like crossfit and civilized being your excuse me your affiliate or link in the the description as well so you put the link to all the info on that yeah or if you want to be on a team like you'll be able to contact us and we we can kind of sort things maybe based on people's abilities but even if you like 
relatively new, but you've got a good like com- competitive spirit. These things are pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and honestly, there's like all skill levels. I think like last year, you know, I think some of the the movements were like based for scaled were like basic barbell movements, knee raises. So yeah, and it, you can actually go when I put that link in the description, you can go on their page and you can see the workouts from last year and the year before. So if you're unsure and you think, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do those movements, click on the link, have a little look at those previous workouts that they released for the competition, and then you can kind of gauge where you're at in terms of scaled, intermediate, elite, whatever it is. Yeah, and I'd say, like, we'll uh, we'll put a challenge out there. We'll try to get 30 athletes signed up for that. Um, we had, yeah, we had, like, we had, like, 10 or 11 for... Can West, and that was kind of on a whim. Like there were some of the coaches who had talked about doing that for a while. This, this, I think we can be a bit more organized with, just because of the timeline. Um, so if you're curious, ask. As always, we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. We'll move you along. Yeah. And before that, we actually have the open coming up as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's a kind of like good little. You'll be getting nice and fit for the open. Then you'll have five weeks of grueling workouts. That starts October 10th. Flex is dreaming. <laughs> Chasing rabbits. We call it chasing rabbits. Oh, no, it's, it's cricket. Oh, yeah, he does that. Oh, he's loving it. Um, so, yeah, open starts October 10th. Um, and that is, as if, you, if you're new to CrossFit, then that is a kind of worldwide open where we all sign up. We do Friday night lights, throw down, have a couple beers afterwards. And, yeah, it's a good time. This will actually be Rory's like first uh, CrossFit open here. Yeah. as well so in Canada yeah so. it's a, it'll be a good experience for, for him because uh, that's always a good event for us it's fun to fun to watch people uh, get after those workouts get yeah. to see what they're made of always good fun um, in other news what's been going on this last week we have struck up a collaboration with Fur Bay now before the podcast we had a slight conversation about what the meaning of bay yeah because it's Fur Bay F-U-R-B-A-E yeah. So I said to Rory, I was like, oh, well, that's like, and I don't, I don't think I'm dating myself here, but like, cause I think Bay is like a new, yeah, newer, is new. newer phrase. Right. And I'm like, yeah, Bay, it's like a term of endearment. Like, yeah, which like boo. Yeah. Which you know, maybe, maybe my, gen- I don't, maybe I, my generation doesn't boo. use hey, boo. boo. Hey, boo. I think they do. It's like, a, yeah. A kind of. Or like, you know, like babe. And yeah. he's, he's like, oh, let, oh, let me tell you. And I'm. <laughs> I'm like, no, tell me now. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got to save it for the podcast. Well, what so it stands for, because it stands for something. Oh, so it's an acronym. Yeah. Oh. Before every, no, before all else. Really? Yeah. Okay, see, like, I, like I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't before know it until I, until I saw else. it on online somewhere. So it's true. Man, kids in the interwebs. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, well. Uh, fur bay. Yeah. But it is. It's a term of endearment. So it's your fur bay. It's your furry little bay. It's my furry before all else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at fur bay. Yeah, so, so, so we're collabing with fur bay. Um, and they they are a dog rescue center. Yeah, so dog rescue, uh, it's it's a very small, local-run uh, dog rescue. It, is, it was actually uh, started by two sisters. Who, Glaswegian, no? Glaswegian, yeah. Ouija. Yeah, which, <laughs> if you ask me, what like, what do you call a person from Glasgow? At least you don't say Glasgow, because there's a lot of Americans that say Glasgow. 
or Edin- Edinburgh. <laughs> so I would probably say I wouldn't say a Glaswegian. No. I would no. I'd maybe say Glasgowian. No, a Glasgowian. A Glasgowian. Yeah. That's awful. I don't. I don't know where oh, glass. I don't know where Glaswegian comes from. I don't know. But Ouija. Yeah. Call me Ouija. Ouija. Yeah. Okay. A Ouija. I don't know if I should actually use that in conversation. Oh, see, I mean, it depends. It's not. It's not like an. It's not a. A derogatory. Term. No, 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 no. Okay. It's somebody just a Ouija. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah sounds that, said, I wish, I wish, some, I wish you could have seen the look on Rory's face after he said it. He's like, ah, oh, maybe it is. Maybe it sounds. So, I've just been referring to him as Ouija yeah. my whole life because from Edinburgh. Oh, I don't think it's, yeah. I don't the, think it's <laughs> the small city up. So anyway, they it, it started. It was started by these two sisters. Uh, the one sister actually lives like right up the road from the gym, and uh, they rescue dogs um, from Qatar, and. Uh, the other sister is actually a pilot for one of the airlines there, and so they've kind of like figured out the logistics of getting animals over here. The unfortunate part is it's incredibly expensive, so it's like $1,200 a dog, and the adoption fee that they actually charge is only like eight or $900. Um, so they only do a couple dogs at a time. Uh, I have to admit, they are very unique-looking dogs. It's kind of like if you took Cricket, and he maybe lost like ten pounds and mixed him a little bit with like a maybe like a Whippet or a Greyhound. No, they're they're very cute dogs. See, you know, we're not really like a. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're like a purebred family as far as like what kind of dogs we like. Okay. We like I like we love Cricket because he's really peculiar looking. Like is, I oh, think man. I. He's a handsome lad. He's a handsome yeah, no, he is. Cricket. He is, but he's you know a bit obscure. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna be having some things rolling out uh, in collaboration with them. Some uh, some teas, some, some tanks, um, and then we're we're hoping to have them on the podcast so they can they can do fur bay a bit more justice. Than yeah, what, maybe know, we've Rory, Rory and I. It, so <laughs> they can hopefully talk it up a little bit yeah. better than yeah. oh. They um yeah they get some really fucking weird looking yeah. dogs from. <laughs> Abby, hey, Abby. that's not what I said. I said they're 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 very cute looking animals. They are. They if are. you mixed if you mixed cricket with an ogre. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be doing stuff with them. We've got some uh, some good tops, some good uh, slogan tops coming out for all the crazy. The, dogs yeah, they'll be and, yeah, they'll be real fun. Yeah, they'll be good. Um, last Friday we did our last sweat sesh at sunset. Finished off with some uh, some dogs. Yeah. On the barbecue and some beers. That was good fun. Last one, led by Katie. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Close, closing us out. Closing us out. And and as we get into the colder months, I said it. I know things are changing. If you're up at 6 a.m., you're seeing it coming. It was dark uh, this morning when I went oh, to coach. Oh, so dark. I'm not used to this. I've no. moved here and had no. two months of I know. sunshine bliss. and bliss. Yeah. yeah. As we get into those colder months, like we'll be obviously moving the sweat session indoors and that we already have it on the schedule. So like if you have friends, family, uh, people you're looking to torture, I'm kidding, uh, people who you're looking to get in just for a sweat, bring them in. Uh, it was a great way to introduce a bunch of people, a bunch of new faces to what, to what we do in that sweat session. And we, we kind of hope to keep the momentum uh, rocking and rolling with that. Yeah. Um, we also on Saturday had... The rowing clinic with Wes, which went really well. Um, a ton of people in there just refining their technique, getting a little bit more efficient on that rower. Um, so yeah, that was a good good turnout, and everybody left uh, feeling 
well worked, I think. Did you did you guys do like a workout at the end of it? Like yeah, a, I did like twenty minutes breakdown, twenty minutes of kind of like structured yeah pacing. We did the last one. Workout. The last one I went to it was like a, it was I think it was with a partner and you and your partner split split like one k. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like he was just like yelling the entire time, and it was just like, <laughs> like it was horrible. I'm not a huge. I love the erg as a training tool. Um, but when but, you four foot fuck all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I, I feel like literally I'm, I'm in a boat going nowhere. So I was just like rolling upstream, yeah, baby. Yeah, against a serious current. Yeah. Um, but that was good. You know, if you guys, if there's, if you guys have some ideas as to, to what else you'd like to see clinic wise, I mean, we've got some things on, on the, on the board, uh, for the next month or two, as far as, uh, kind of skill development. Um, but, uh, anything else, if you, if you know anyone who does, uh, kind of unique clinics like that, I mean, Wes just kind of stumbled onto our doors, uh, courtesy of, uh, Blair. And uh, it's been like a great relationship with him. He's he's come in and been we've been able to offer that up as just a just a service to the members. Um, and again, uh, like you get so much out of that. So when we offer those, like especially as I, as I'm fond of saying, like they're worth the price of admission. Uh, like come in, check them out. They're yeah. they're really really good training tools. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's kind of been the week and a recap. Let's have a little look at some questions that we got. So that earlier on this morning, I popped up a little post saying that we we're going to be recording the podcast later to chuck us some questions. So let's uh, let's fire through those and see what we got from Handsome Dan himself, the Unzungo. How come EJ doesn't like to squat heavy? I well, I've got so I've got the anatomy of like a a <laughs> a thicker human. <laughs> from the waist up and some matchsticks from the waist down for legs. So like, I am not a fan of squatting heavy for myself. Like, I don't like being under heavy barbell to squat. I think it's a great training tool. I probably should squat more. So I could squat more. Uh, Just don't like it. I just don't like it, man. And I find like, I'm not old, but like I find the older that I get, like the... Not old yet, but... No, no. (laughs) Like the more uncomfortable it is for me to squat. Uh, heavy. Hey, it's uncomfortable so, for me to squat. I'm 24. Yeah, but yeah, hey, I don't know what your problem is, man. Could be busted you're up knees. Yeah, <laughs> something in the water. It's a Canadian water. It's not as good. It's not as many minerals mm-hmm. as the old Scottish water. So my body's yeah, just breaking down. For sure. Um, uh, so we're moving on. Another one about EJ. EJ's uh, getting all the roastings today from Lynn's Christie. Soon to be after this weekend. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Uh, Lynn's goods. Yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, Coach Mike Goods. And Finally Lindsay- <laughs> buckled up and yeah. got some courage. And uh, Lindsay Christie got engaged. Congratulations. Should we do a clap? Like, Is that audible? That's audible. Ooh. Surely, surely we should add something in there. We should. On that note, too, uh, Katie got Coach, Coach Katie Lyman got uh, a letter of acceptance to uh, one of the med schools that she applied to. Clap oh. for that. Uh, we should have a little like, members achievement zone. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Um, but her question, leading on back before we go on off another tangent, can EJ do this whole episode using his best Scottish accent? Hashtag groundskeeper Willie. Hi, hey, uh, well, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I need serious practice. Like I would have to, uh, 
I would probably have to record it all Go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. We can maybe do one of those in the future. A yeah. Full, I'll do it all in American, and you do it all in Scottish. For sure. I need practice though. Um, big nose, happy belly. That's Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go and check to see who that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, how would you define what a thunder bro? How would you define a thunder bro, and what would he eat for breakfast? So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Paul refers to me as thunder bro. Oh, does he? So I'm thunder bro. Have so you ever have you seen what thunder bro? Thunder bro is an actual brand now. Yeah, I know it's uh, Camille's, Camille's husband. husband. Yeah. yeah, he is a he's a thunder, thunder bro. bro. He's an animal. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just just Google Thunder Bro. Yeah. Very outrageous. If you could imagine it's great. I, an enormous Jack guy who will like probably rock big Pantera. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crush. Yeah. Heavyweights. Yeah. Black Jack Sabbath. Hell. Anyway, he's used to be a CrossFit athlete. Yeah. I don't think he's, that he's functionally Well, he still does a lot of functional he's not like <laughs> he's not cleaning or snatching what he used no. to or bring muscle up, but he's he's enormous. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, he's a thunder so bro. If if one would give give you the thunder bro diet, uh, without getting more ridicule on what I eat, <laughs> I would probably that seems to be the main talking point from all these podcasts. I know it's unreal. EJ it's, un, it's unreal. I would say that you should probably consume. Is rough... this for Paul or is this for Jen? No, this is this is for if you want to become thunder bro. Okay, all right, in any shape. Or form, right? We'll call it a gram of protein per pound of body weight. We will call it two to three hundred grams of carb- carbohydrates, depending on how hard you're training, and the rest of those calories and fat based on whatever your energy expenditure needs are. Is that per day? Per day. Okay. So those of you who think I'm under eating, I promise you, it's all getting in. Well, I thought you were talking about a meal there. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're like, what, what did Rory eat today? Well, he ate half a sheep and uh, about 10 pounds of potatoes. Yeah. No, Mike's the potato king. That's it to my rice. So we have, what else we got? Katie's just been slamming the comments. Yeah. Best gym dog. Cricket. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> Not Maggie or Panda. <laughs> uh, fave active recovery activity. Mm. So I would like to say hiking, but I don't actually hike. I like a hike. Yeah. And I Which go hiking. actually takes us to one of the questions we're oh, going to yeah, throw yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, we'll quickly divulge into <laughs> that, which is we're going to organize a little gym hike. Okay. We'll put it to the vote. So I'll pop up something on our story um, and we can... We'll suggest what we're gonna suggest three hikes. Yeah, three hikes, and uh, and we can vote on that and see where we go. And we'll try and make a good morning of it. We'll uh, we'll get up, get some coffees, and go for a hike, and then probably finish off with a brunch or something. Mm-hmm. Find a good spot to get some food and refuel. Yeah, but we'll put that out to the vote and uh, and try and get that done within probably the next month. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally doable. Yeah, I would, but like active recovery for me, I'm shit at active recovery. Like I'm not one of those people who goes for like a walk or. I'm going to do a 10K run. Neither are you, though. Yeah, but I don't, I wouldn't think, say I don't you... think of it as active recovery. I just think of it as doing something. So that's fun. activity. So I would say active recovery. Active recovery a... is like going for a swim. Yeah. But even oh, then, I, I, went for a, I went for a swim. <laughs> I'm shit at swimming. 
<laughs> I went for a swimming kits pool last week. And Did you get in though? Did you? So the best is when you don't realize how far kits pool is. You get in, you start swimming, and you get halfway, and you're like, "What oh, the fuck?" Bro, I was practicing my flips. I wasn't doing lengths. I was doing some flips and then doing some doggy paddle. <laughs> I wasn't going for lengths. I was going for a little float. Best part of kits pool is on the way back. If you get tired, I like to I like to say that I'm focusing on technique. If you get tired and feel like you're gonna drown, you can stand up. I but on the way out, on the way out, you're, oh, you're no, stuck. You're hooped. You gotta do it. You're you hooped. Like I'm pretty sure lifeguards when I go there just watch me the entire time because they're like, this asshole is gonna drown. He's gonna drown. Like I side stroke the entire thing. I look good for the first five meters. I usually so. go for the back, the back stroke. Fuck off. Or like a little, no. like an octopus stroke. I'll show you it. It's incredible float um i'm practicing i'm getting better Suze is teaching me so active recovery activity i don't really think of it as like active recovery but 40 minute like workout a, hike. a 40 minute workout yeah a slow workout a slow Bro workout pump. biceps yeah. yeah biceps acts of recovery. do what you don't don't do on a regular basis yeah um best coach at the gym well yeah obviously <laughs> yeah we'll just leave that one <laughs> everybody knows who it is so it's fine we'll just leave that um Height, can it be an advantage slash disadvantage in CrossFit? Uh, yes and no. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you look at the field of elite athletes, yeah. they all tend to be five between 5'5", five, 5'7", five, five, ish. Okay? Yeah. Um, and that just, I mean, there's a lot of movements that benefit smaller guys, but yeah. there's also a fair few movements that benefit taller guys. Yeah. So things like barbell cycling or burpees, obviously the bar has less or your body has less distance to travel. Yeah. Um, so therefore they can be cycled quicker. But for things like rowing or biking or rope climbs or things like that, me as a taller person, I have a longer pull on the rower. I can get more force on the bike and I can also scale a rope qu quicker. Not faster it's, than me. Not faster than this little monkey boy. <laughs> But what do you mean the rope? Because the bike well, and the yeah, are out yeah. tanks. So yeah, no, it's interesting because like obviously mechanical levers play into this, and like you can't deny physics on certain movements. Like yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah. But but some people who are shorter are just as powerful as those taller people. It's just that in certain mechanical aspects, the taller person may be better, or vice versa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's just kind of how it plays out that doesn't necessarily mean that a shorter person is going to be healthier because they can do more in something than a taller person it's more of crossfit in like the competitive environment yeah right like the elite, elite level. level yeah and uh i mean you can dive into that times you can talk about the games and certain workouts that favored certain athletes but i mean it's the luck of the draw at the end of the day mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. if, if you've got holes in, yeah. in your game or your weaknesses then yeah and and fit fit is fit right like fit is fitness is fitness and performance is judged across a battery of tests so it not there isn't one movement or test that can tell whether or not somebody's fit and that's one of the reasons why we do crossfit right is because so we're trying to be yeah. as fit as possible variables yeah but you did hear all the little midgets start whining at 19.1 last year when uh, rowing the wall wah, balls wah, got brought wah, out wah, 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 we need to add sound bites into this one wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That is your sound bite. 
Uh, okay, and then we have a final question again from Coach Katie, slamming it with the questions. It's kind of going to bring us on to our main talking point for today, which is how can I get my first pull up or muscle up? She says she's asking for a friend. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Katie does have both of us, right? So <laughs> I don't think she's asking for herself. Uh, maybe is she coaching tonight? Maybe she's trying to get some tips on that. Maybe coaching that's what for it is. Yeah, coaching, <laughs> coaching for the classes. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna get my whole class. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is uh, Rory and I were trying to figure out like what direction we want to go with this, and um, because I have like my own philosophy on it. Um, I've been doing CrossFit long enough, uh, both as like somebody who participates in CrossFit, but then also as a profession. So I've kind of seen the evolution of. Uh, of this and uh i when i first started when we first started the gym um i had like a series of like movements that i thought people should do or be able to do before they are like before we start accessing things like kipping um to increase that uh intensity and volume so i would say like if you want to get better at doing pull-ups you have to do and i know people are gonna be like oh well no shit you have to do more pull-ups like you the pull-ups are great because like you can your body is going to respond well to a lot of volume and i've had this conversation with a lot of people like as far as pull-ups go like you could literally do pull-ups every single day in some in in varied uh yeah in varied loads uh and volume like you can't expect that every day you're going to come in and try to do three sets of 10 pull-ups, right? And and that wouldn't be doing your body justice as far as uh, giving it enough variation to adapt. Um, but I had a friend who was a, a Navy SEAL and like going into BUDS, which is the, the training program uh, that the Navy SEALs go through, like he was very concerned with his ability to do pull-ups. So his solution was every time he passed by something he could do pull-ups on, he did as many pull-ups as he could. <laughs> so you could just imagine, like, if you if you took a similar attitude and just said, every day I'm in the gym, I'm every day that I come to the gym, or every day I pass by a pull-up bar, I'm going to see what I can do. And at the gym, we have tools like the bands, but we sometimes get reliant on those, and we don't change based on the workout. Maybe there's more volume uh, in a workout, and we're like, no, I'm a green bander, or I always use a purple band. Yeah. And we don't necessarily look at the workout to change the stimulus. So, you know, my thing would be like, if you struggle with pull-ups, the first thing you need to do is start doing more pull-ups, yeah. right? And for sure at a scaled, uh, a scaled load. So start with bands, right? And make sure you're recruiting like the muscle in the correct order. So like when you go to pull, Think about pulling your shoulder blades down and back and then start to draw your elbows down towards your body rather than just flexing your arms. Yeah, yeah. So that would be like my thing on, on pull-ups. On pull-ups, is do more pull-ups. Is do more pull-ups, I know. Yeah. It's, it seems like a, it's, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and with that, again, we talked, I mean, pretty much exclusively talked there about strict pull-ups, which is, I mean, even Greg Glassman, founder of CrossFit, within the last year he got interviewed about CrossFit and its growth and everything. And he said that one of the main things that he regretted was introducing the kipping pull-up so early in the game because it became the thing that if people didn't have strict pull-ups, oh, well, I can just do kipping. Yeah. But they still can't do any strict pull-ups. So 
I talk about it a lot whenever we're doing gymnastics-based stuff, and it's about building that prerequisite strength to be able to perform movements. So if we get you in, and uh, and, I've, and after doing a lot of fundamentals over the last kind of couple of months, getting people in and getting them introduced to how we do things and some of the movements, there's been a couple of times where, oh, what are these? What are these flay, like these kind of flaily yeah. pull-ups? Yeah, cheating pull-ups. <laughs> and I was like, well. It's, it's two separate movements. Mm-hmm. A kipping pull-up and a strict pull-up is two separate movements, okay? One is more of a, a strength piece yep. that you're able to move your body weight from a strict still position and pull it up, chin come over that far. The other one is a dynamic movement where we're engaging our core, we're getting into that kipping motion by hollow and arch and then building up enough momentum to pull ourselves up to a height that we can then pull ourselves close to that bar and pop back out, okay? And then obviously we're progressing that with butterflies mm-hmm. so one is a strength kind of based movement that we that we can work on and build up kind of um muscular strength and muscular endurance and then two is a dynamic movement that's there for efficiency which is yeah. there for the purpose of workouts and being able to cycle reps quicker with less muscle fatigue yeah. than you would a strict pull-up yeah i mean the 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 kipping pull-up is not designed to make pull-ups easier it's designed to allow you to do more work yeah right and and we would kind of like look comparing it to other movements i mean it's very similar to comparing a deadlift to a power clean or a snatch right the deadlift is is a great way to uh kind of develop absolute strength um and and some like work capacity but the power clean is a higher skill uh, definitely more dynamic movement. Yeah. Um, and so it is important to understand that like you have to layer those pieces in order to kind of progress. Yeah, it's like, it's like anything. It's building those foundational bot blocks to then get to the top, okay? Yeah. Um, so kind of following on that point of uh, get my first pull-up or get my first muscle-up kind of ties in quite well. Um, today we were doing muscle up kind of progression within the class it was ring muscle up but we can talk about both bar and ring muscle up Um, and again it's like anything we can break this down into so many different elements and even within the past few weeks I've been working with quite a few of the guys and the girls that have been looking to get their first one or get their first one with a band or string a few together and there is so many different elements that it takes to be able to to get to that point Um, and it, and it is just a case of breaking breaking that down. So making sure that, I mean, when you're in, ask a coach. Like, again, we talked about this in the last uh, podcast, but we're there to give you these tips to kind of, to help you go through these movements and break it down so it's more understandable. Just like with a pull-up, you have to have that base strength and that ability to pull yourself high enough, whether it's on the bar or on the rings, to get yourself over that bar. I see so many people failing because they they start to get a good kip, they're getting a good bit of momentum, then they bend the arms real quick and they pull into the top of that chest. If you imagine I'm on a bar and I'm trying to do a a bar muscle up, if I pull to the top of my chest, how am I supposed to get my body weight over that bar and then press out to lock it out, okay? So we need to be driving the hips high, we're pulling to below that chest and then throwing ourselves over that bar into the catching position and pressing out of it. Same with the rings. Yeah, and and you know you can't get frustrated with the skill because sometimes we talk about that in class where it's like you you unfortunately 
potentially meet like a threshold of skill that won't allow you to go beyond it until you're strong enough. Yeah. And you can be the most like refined with your skills with eight bands on it, but it doesn't matter if you're not yet strong enough. Yeah. Right. And like, so it's, you know, again, back to kind of the deadlift, the deadlift clean or snatch, however you want to look at it. Like you can move incredibly well or skillfully well with a dowel performing a snatch, but if you're not strong enough to move a load, your deadlift isn't strong enough. You may not be able to move a barbell with a bit of weight. So trusting the process and moving slow. And sometimes we don't appreciate the process or see kind of like what that looks like. Um, you know, like uh, I'd say a road to a muscle up on average, just doing stuff that happens in class is probably six to 12 months for yeah. most people. Yeah. And that's just, for, just yeah. coming to classes for most people. Like, Granted, there's going to be people who get on a set of rings and they're like, ah, fuck it. Like, yeah, you always you, have yeah, those. Who I, I did a muscle up right away. Or I, how do you do butterfly pull-ups? I don't know. I just did them, right? Yeah. So you have to trust the process. If you want to expedite the process, and there's always ways to move faster than that. But understand, like, if you want to move faster than what is the kind of the process, then you need a more personalized process, you know? And it, it that's not in the form of, like, Hey Rory, show me how to do a muscle up in this three minutes before you start you start moving into the next class that you have to coach. Like it, those those tips and tricks are just just that, right? Tips and tricks that yeah. are a blanket to possibly a, a bigger issue or problem. So you need to take greater assessment, or we need to take greater assessment, and design something that's kind of more specific for what you want to get. Because those are like. Butterfly pull-ups, kipping muscle up, like that shit is the pinnacle of what we'd consider like CrossFit gymnastics. It's yeah. not in gymnastics, but like walking on your hands, doing handstand push-ups, like that's high level shit. Like the average person cannot do that stuff. So yeah. you have to, again, trust the process. And if you don't want to trust the current process, then come talk to us about a, a, a new individually designed process for yeah. you. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, these are all skills that will greatly benefit your ability to do the class workouts. Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, we program from the top down. So if you look at our, any of our like workout boards when you come in and we're explaining the workout to you, we will always explain the RX workout straight off the bat. Um, and then we'll scale down from that. Okay. So for example, if we did have pull-ups or for today, we had muscle ups in the workout. Okay. And there is a, a top percentage of uh, guys and girls in the gyms that can in the gym that can comfortably do ten muscle ups. Maybe not unbroken, but they can do that as a like they can get those within a, a good time frame to have a, a big, appropriate stimulus for that workout. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so we would then from there say right, and if we've not got these, and these are the movements that we can do in place of that, whether it's burpee pull ups or it's jumping muscle ups or whatever it is, something that sim simulates that movement. If we can really look at refining um, your skill and your your ability level to a place where you've got movements that are RX, then it only makes your class experience better. Um, you're able to jump straight up on a bar and know that you have twenty pull-ups in your wheelhouse, and you can you can go with those kipping or butterfly, and we're not having to think about grabbing a band or oh, Aaron's in. Dogs are letting us know. And you're not having to think about grabbing a band or kind of scaling that back. Um, and that just comes from, like EJ said, personalized programming, 
um, coming and chatting to us about what you're looking to work on specifically, and we mentioned it in the last uh, podcast as well, is those one-to-one sessions, those skill sessions, okay? We're more than happy to offer those and and dedicate some some time and some thought into exactly what you need as opposed to having three minutes before a class or 30 seconds to say, here's a couple tips and tricks, go and try that, I need to take this class. Because we wanna be able to offer a, a full service that allows you to progress and get better. And to progress and get better on a quicker time scale takes more work outside of classes. Yeah, totally. It's does not happen overnight. Yeah. Like as much as we want it to. And yeah, and I mean we've all we've all been in that boat and I think there's like so many members that we speak to and we will demonstrate a movement and we'll go, Oh yeah, but it's easy for you. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't pick that up straight away. We started CrossFit. I mean, yeah, he just uh <laughs> acted like he was uh, straight out of the bat. But you were two two five little chunky linebacker. You weren't picking up muscle up straight away. I was uh I was two two five extra chunky uh rugby player, so it took me a while to get it and that's the thing that we all start at that kind of level where these are new skills to us and we've had to put in the time and the graft to uh to get to a point now where we're efficient at them and we can string them together and we can teach others to do the same and 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 what he's talking what Roy's talking about is like actually being able to use the skill right because that's a there's a difference there right like it's awesome when people hit their first muscle up but like case in point is like today right like we want people to be doing you know two or more rounds that's 20 muscle ups yeah so if you hit one like that's fucking awesome yeah but the pinnacle is is being able to use the skill right not just having the skill but being able to use it in a workout yeah use it to push your fitness levels yeah because now bring muscle ups come up in a workout for us that's not like a a skill base that's like i'm breathing heavy doing ring muscle ups yeah. because it's part of this workout yeah um, and that's kind of level that we want to get people to. Um, so kind of following on from that, what we are looking at offering, we, we've not set a solid kind of date on when this will start, um, but we're looking at offering a gymnastics class or gymnastics-based kind of uh, class on the timetable for people to come and work on this kind of thing. Um, and combining a little bit of functional bodybuilding style stuff with that, so stuff that is gonna, like we said, improve or increase our strength, yeah. but also looking at breaking down technique, breaking down um, movement patterns, and having that time set aside to be able to focus on one skill for the day. Okay, whether that's butterfly pull-ups, or muscle-ups, or handstand push-ups, or handstand walking. There's so many different kind of things that you might not have time to, uh, to practice in a class setting or out with a class setting. So we can hopefully section off a bit of time for you to, uh, to dedicate towards that and for us to dedicate towards you guys learning these new things, then we should hopefully see a bit of progress within, within people's skill levels. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was our, uh, our gymnastics our, piece yeah. led on from one of Katie's questions. About, <laughs> our, our stick. Good yeah. question. Good Katie. question. Katie. Really, yeah. really, really making us think there. I know, I know. <laughs> so keep the questions rocking. Like we'll probably get those out a bit earlier. That way we can have like a full docket of questions. Yeah. But starting next week, we'll probably start bringing some people on the show. If you are interested in being on the show, uh, just send us a message. Yeah. DM us. I slide think, into I our. I think team. Eric DeWolf was looking at sponsoring us. Yeah, <laughs> Eric. If he DeWolf. actually listens to this, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No kidding. But his terms and conditions were that he wanted to give us a script and then. It might we, be too yeah. incriminate, incriminating for us to read. Bit racy. Yeah. <laughs> bit, a bit racy for, for, the, for the podcast listeners. But yeah, so. we'll, uh, that's number, number four? 
Yeah, number, number four, four is done. Already. Okay. Already. That's a month. That's a month worth of podcasting. It is. It Jeez, is. So, so let's let's see if fun. we can. I we, viewing is up still. Uh, we're reading the comments. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, keeping our keeping our stars up. Yep. On on uh, on iTunes. On iTunes. So uh, do us a favor if you listen. Please review us. Remember, only review us if you're going to give us five stars because we don't give a shit about anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> only only review us if yeah. you give us five stars. Seriously. Yeah. Give us five stars. If you want to sponsor the show, give us some money and we'll say anything you want. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace and love. Yeah, we're out. <laughs>